Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China. Where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the spoken edition of Wired. Sonos's IPO filing shows risks of relying on Amazon and Apple. By Lauren Good. There are smart speakers which connect wirelessly to other devices. And then there's the new era of smart speakers designed to offer services through voice controlled virtual assistants. Sonos, for a long time, was all about the former, having been a pioneer of high quality Wi Fi connected speaker systems. Now it has entered the next era with products like Sonos One and Sonos Beam, which are high quality speakers that also happen to work with Amazon's Alexa and other virtual assistants. But Sonos's partners are also rivals. And Sonos's reliance on companies like Amazon, Apple, and Google make it vulnerable, as it revealed in filing for an initial public offering Friday. To cite one example, Amazon can disable Alexa on Sonos devices anytime with limited notice, according to the filing. And that's just around voice control. One feature Sonos boasts of is that it offers the ability to stream around 100 different music and podcast services through its app. All of those services are controlled by others, not Sonos. This dynamic isn't unique to Sonos. China's Lenovo and other device makers also rely on partners for services on their hardware. But it underscores the reality that the new era of smart devices isn't just about asking Alexa to queue up a playlist for you, it's increasingly about services. It's an era in which tech giants like Amazon, Apple, and Google are positioned to dominate the smart home. Whether that means music listening, TV streaming, or home security because of their service businesses. Sonos's agnostic approach, its vow to be the Switzerland of the smart home, as we've described it before, is noble and arguably much better for consumers, but it's also risky. Sonos's plans to go public were first reported by the Wall Street Journal in April. In its filing Friday, the Santa Barbara, California company revealed that there were 19 million registered Sonos products in use as of March in 6.9 million households around the world. In the fiscal year ended September 30th, 2017, Sonos said it sold 3.9 million devices. By comparison, research firm Strategy Analytics says there were 32 million smart speakers shipped last year. It says Sonos ranked fourth. Behind Amazon, Google, and Alibaba in number of shipments. 
But Sonos can also claim an enthusiastic fan base. People listen to a whopping 70 hours of streaming audio per month on Sonos, and 60% of customers are repeat buyers. Sonos generated revenue of $992.5 million in 2017, up 10% from the year prior. In 2015, when CEO John McFarlane said that the company's sales were around $1 billion, it turns out that was a bit of fancy math, as the company's revenue was actually $844 million that year. Sonos has never posted an annual profit, a fact that tops its risk factors. Below that, Sonos lays out the risks related to its software partnerships. We are dependent on a number of technology partners for the development of our products, some of which have developed or may develop and sell voice-enabled speaker products of their own, the filing says. The prime example, no pun intended, is Amazon. Sonos essentially borrows Alexa from Amazon, while Amazon makes its own less expensive smart speakers with Alexa. Then there's the clause allowing Amazon to disable Alexa on Sonos devices with limited notice. If that were to happen, that $400 Sonos Beam with Alexa would become the Sonos Beam Sans Alexa. Another challenge for Sonos. Some rivals have their own retail channels where they can promote their own products over Sonos's, or they could remove Sonos products from their stores entirely. This is not unprecedented. Apple has cleared the competition from its shelves before, and Amazon's ongoing spat with Google over Amazon's refusal to sell Google hardware products in its store has resulted in a less-than-ideal YouTube experience on Amazon streaming devices. The fact that YouTube, which is part of Google, no longer works natively on Amazon streaming devices is a good example of what could happen when tensions arise among the tech giants and why they're all building their own integrated services. It also sums up how crappy the experience can be for consumers when giant tech companies push their own services again and again. Apple's integrated approach means there's a simplicity in how things work, but it also means Apple promotes Apple Music above all else and has made its Siri-enabled smart speakers off-limits to anyone with an Android phone. Sonos has positioned itself as a purist. We make great speakers, and that's why people love us, and as a promoter of other services. It also says that customers listen to approximately 80% more music after purchasing their first Sonos product. What's going to set them apart are these partnerships. They've built a kind of strategy moat around their business, says Matt Pensek, a director at Morgan Franklin Consulting. He cited a collaboration with IKEA as an example of an unconventional partnership that might fare well for Sonos in the long run. But those partnerships also leave them exposed, Pensek added. When I asked Sonos CEO Patrick Spence in a recent interview whether Sonos would ever create or sell its own services, he replied that he doesn't think that's in the best interest of the consumer. Sonos has weighed this before around streaming music and now has been forced to confront the services question again with voice assistance. Spence said that the company is looking at opportunities to make the voice setup experience better but insisted Sonos wouldn't build an Ask Anything Assistant like an Alexa or a Google Assistant. Even if Sonos were to launch its own streaming music or voice control services, it would be years behind the others. Investors love the idea of services, with their reoccurring revenue stream, Spence acknowledged at the time. Sonos's recurring services, he said, are building great products and getting people to buy more of them. It's been successful at doing that. 
The question now is whether Sonos can maintain its status as an agnostic outlier or whether it will eventually have to use the same kind of services hooks that other tech companies employ. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.